You're listening to Redemption City Church. For more information, check us out at redemptioncitychurch.com. Good morning. It's good to be with you guys this morning. Um, as always, it's a privilege and an honor to speak to you. So uh, it's something I don't take lightly. So you can be rest assured I've at least prayed about this. So um, doing a series on wildfire. And if you haven't heard some of the previous sessions Go to our website, check out the podcast, just do a little plug there. Uh, it's been great. Uh, please do check it out. Uh, we, we've talked about wildfire, a little bit of wildfire is better than no fire, how people's obedience to God has, has spread things. Uh, but as I looked at, listened to it, I'm thinking, wow, there's an underlying theme of living by the Spirit and living in the Spirit. And we're, we're going to touch on, on some of those things, but... Even last week when we talked about David and Goliath, you know, David said, you come at me with the sword, I come at you in the name of the Lord. You know, the battle is his. This is not a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. And although he did win physically, it was a spiritual battle. And so um, it's about living in the spirit. And we're going to touch on those things. Go check out the podcast. Uh, But I want to talk today about... Hearing the voice of God. If you want to live in the Spirit by the Spirit, you got to be able to hear the Spirit. You need to be able to hear the voice of God. And, you know, whether you believe it or not, God speaks to us all the time. All the time, every day, uh, some for some, every hour, He's speaking to us all the time. And, and we may not recognize it, but He speaks to us all the, all the time. And, and He speaks to us Spirit to spirit, not always audibly, you know, a lot of times we expect this, this audible voice, but sometimes, he's, well, most of the time, almost all the time, he speaks spirit to spirit. When, when, you are, when you are born again, you are given a new spirit, right? The old man has, has gone away, the new man has come, you have a new spirit. Your spirit is now alive in Christ, and the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that lives in you. That's amazing, right? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So your spirit communicates spirit to spirit with God. He wants us to respond and be obedient to those things. And so we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God. If you can't quickly open your Bibles to Acts chapter 9. Uh, some of you got your phones, your iPads. I'm going old school today. The original, the original manuscripts, just kidding, uh, the original right here, the Bible. So let me, let's recap briefly in Acts 9, you know, Saul's, Saul's persecuting Christians, right? And, and we're not talking about like he's bullying or, or saying, calling you bad names, like he's really persecuting Christians. He's throwing them in jail and he's planning to kill these people, right? So on his way to Damascus, uh, Jesus confronts Saul, knocks him off his donkey, uh, blinds him, says, go to Damascus, there'll be a man for you, right? And, and we'll talk later. And so verse 10 says, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. Ananias! Yes, Lord, he answered. 
The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he's praying. In a vision, he's seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him and restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he's done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he's come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all those who come in your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel. I'll show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus appeared to you on a road where you were coming. He sent me that you may see again and be filled, filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. And he got up and he was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. So I really like the story of Ananias. I think this story encompasses everything we go through as believers. You know, he was a, you know Ananias was a normal guy. He was a normal dude. He was a common person. You know, it says he was respected in the town, but... It didn't, you know what it didn't say? It didn't say he was a pastor, he was an elder, he was this prominent leader that, that uh, the anointing of God was all over him and you got to have him because he's so special. He was, he was a common person that could hear the voice of God. That's why I love it. I love it because in that story, he knew he heard the voice of God. Yes, Lord, I'm here. Now, I like it because he had a question for God. Are you sure that's what you want me to do? This is what I'm hearing about this guy, Saul. It's not too good. Are you sure? And the Lord says, go. And because Ananias knew the voice of God, he had no choice. Very well, I'll do it. I'm going to go and, and I'm going to pray for Paul or Saul at the time. He's going to receive his sight. We're going to baptize him and so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm sure Ananias had no clue the kind of catalyst that he would be to spark something that would go on and start a wildfire for Paul, who ends up writing half the New Testament on this huge missionary journey spreading the gospel everywhere. Did Ananias know? Probably not, but he was obedient and he could hear the voice of God. And that's, that's what I love about it. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. You know, an interesting fact is that Ananias, his name, it comes from the, uh, the Hebrew name Hananiah, which means Yahweh has been gracious. Isn't that amazing? Like, like Paul was blind, but the Lord sent someone whose name is I'm gracious. Like Paul, I'm, Saul, I'm going to be gracious unto you. I'm going to restore your sight and we're going to deliver you and you're going to go on and do what I've called you to do. But, you know, Ananias, that Ananias is, other than in chapter 22, where Paul references Ananias, he's never spoken about in the Bible again. And I wonder if that's because he's, he's recorded in the Bible because he was obedient. I wonder if actually God asked other people, that, and they said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to um, take a chance there. And isn't that like us? God, are, is that really you? Because do you know what that would cost me? 
Do you know what that would cost me financially? Do you know what that would cost me in my time? Do you know what that would cost me in my reputation? But Ananias was obedient. And I wonder if that's why he's re- recorded. Obviously, it's, it's a part of the, the overall story, the redemptive story of God. But he was the obedient one. But you know, God is, God's speaking to us is supposed to be normal. It's supposed to be normal. And yet, very few people say, yeah, I hear from the Lord all the time. In fact, I would say, most people would say, you are absolutely crazy if you were to say, hey, I hear from God all the time. They would think you're nuts, right? But that's what God intended. He's, he's intended for him talking to us to be normal because we're communicating spirit to spirit. When we, when we get born again, we get a new spirit, and our spirit has the mind of Christ. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So when Jesus says, everything I say I hear from the Father, because he's hearing the Father spirit to spirit, the same thing you can be doing. You can be hearing from the Father spirit to spirit and saying what you hear the Father speak. Isaiah 30, 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. The Lord intends to direct our lives. You know, you might be wondering, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Who am I supposed to? It's, it's his intention that he's helping direct your lives. We're just not tuned in sometimes. God's not silent. He talks to us all the time. Yep, it's, just so, it's so uncommon for people to say they hear from the Lord. It's so uncommon. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, we've heard that. For, for I know the plans I have for you, plans for future and a hope. You will call on me and I will listen. You will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. And John 10, he says, the sheep hear his voice. If we're his sheep, we should know his voice. Ananias immediately knew his voice. You know, uh, Alistair was telling me interesting thing about that story with Saul. When Saul fell, he's like, who are you, Lord? But when, when Ananias called him, he said, here I am, Lord. Ananias knew the voice of God. Some of you saying, you know, I rarely hear the voice of God. Some of you maybe never. This might be new for some of you. This might be refresher for some of you. For some of you. But what I want you to know when you leave here is that every one of you can hear the voice of God. Every one of you, you and 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 you, all of you, and you, and you, all of you can hear the voice of God. You don't need some, some prophetic guy to come and speak a word over you. You don't need a big billboard. You don't need angelic hosts coming and telling you what your next steps are. You don't need a fleece. You don't need all that stuff. Now, God has done those things. A lot of times he does that to get the attention of people who aren't hearing his voice spirit to spirit. So we can communicate with God spirit to spirit. John 16, 13, he will guide you in all truth and he will show you things to come. What would it be like if God showed you things to to come all the time? What would that be like if he could show you things to come? Tell a quick story. I, uh, sorry guys, I'm just making sure I'm on, on point here. 
I used to work for a company called Ticketmaster. Now, don't get mad. I know their service fees are astronomical. Um, <clears throat> it's like, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, $10 ticket. Okay, your total is now $47.50. What? Anyway, <clears throat> I used to work for them. Had a position. Uh, I, was there. I don't even know how long I was there, but was laid off. Um, they consolidated some things, laid off. And so I was on... Uh, it was maybe a week or two, and I had been praying. I'm like, okay, well, I'm at home now. I'm, I need to be praying for a job. I need to be doing some stuff. So I just remember this was one of the – now, there's been other times I can say, you know, I've heard from the Lord, but this was one of those first times where I could tangibly say, like, wow, this, this is not me. So I'm laying on the floor, and I'm praying. And, and the Lord says, don't worry. In two weeks – um, so-and-so, by name, at the same company, is going to be moving to San Francisco uh, to take this position, and you're going to take this position. And by the way, um, you're going to be there for one year, and it's not because you need the job. It's just because I want you there. All while I was praying, and I'm like, what in the world was that? Why would I even, why would I make that stuff up? Like, how could I even make that up? <clears throat> well, let me tell you, and I promise this is the absolute truth, I am not... I'm not even extending the size of the fish, all right? I promise you this is the, I'm not exaggerating. Two weeks later, I get a phone call, ring, ring. Hello, hi, this is so-and-so from Ticketmaster. Oh, yeah, how you doing? She was a general manager, I knew him. Hey, well, do you know so-and-so by name? Yeah. Oh, well, he just accepted a position in San Francisco at this position, and his position is open, and we were curious if you were interested. Yes. <clears throat> so, interview, get the position. I, I worked that position. It was great. It was fine. A lot of things changing organizationally. Um, and then at just some point, I felt like the Lord was guiding me to another job. So, I just started getting my feelers out there. I see, I see this one job, and I apply for it, interview, get it. Like, one time. Like, one submission. One interview. Got it. Crazy. I submit, I submit my resume, and then I'm... I'm wrapping things up and unbelievably but it's believable because I'm telling you it's true my last day my very last day at that job was exactly one year from the time I took it for some and I you know I still don't even know why I was there he said you don't need it. I just want you there and I still don't even know why maybe there was some influence things happening I'll just trust for that that's the only thing I don't really know but what I do know is that God spoke to me, and he showed me things to come. And there, I have other stories and examples of where God showed me things to come, and actually he saved my tail on a couple of things. Uh, but what if God could show you things to come? Yeah. He speaks to you all the time. He speaks to you spirit to spirit. Can you imagine the ministry opportunities that could outbreak if you knew things to come? You ever have those people that like, come and minister to you, and they just like, totally read your mail? Well, they, they listen to God. They hear the Lord. And then they come and they read your mail. And ministry happens. There's healing, deliverance, salvation. What if that could be you? But let me say it is you. Because you have the mind of Christ. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Now let's quickly turn to 1 Corinthians 2. 9 through 16. <clears throat> now a lot of people read this first verse and try to say that that's why you can't hear from God all the time. You know, they'll say, 
what eye has seen or ear has heard and what human no mind can conceive, the things that God has prepared for those who love them. Okay, well, let's just keep reading. These are the things God revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except for the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but is the Spirit from God, so that may, we may understand God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. There's so much that can be said there. And cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You know, Moses heard an audible voice from God. You know, I I enjoy that story because I was just like, wow. He hears from God, like, directly all the time. But yet in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says what Moses has is less glorious than what we have. So he's hearing audibly from God, but they're saying that's not even as cool as what we have because we have the mind of Christ and we communicate spirit to spirit. God is communicating to us, and it's saying that's even better than what Moses was doing externally. You know, most people don't recognize God's voice because they're looking for something physical. And what do I mean by that? You know, Romans 8 says, There's therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That word flesh is the word sarks. It's like the five senses. And I'm going to point at the wrong things, but it's like see, taste, touch, hear, smell, all that stuff. It's all of this stuff, right? Feeling is a byproduct, but it's not what we're going for, right? Again, many times people are looking for that audible voice of God. But it's of the flesh, actually. It's carnal. Our desire to, like, have some guy, you know, lay hands on us and prophesy over us, and that's the only way we can hear from God, that's carnal. That's of the flesh. That's not living of the Spirit. God has called us to live by the Spirit and speak to Him spirit to spirit. The Spirit quickeneth, the flesh profits you nothing. The words I give to you are spirit and they are life. To be carnally minded is death, but to spiritually minded is life and peace. You're the temple of the Lord. The holy of holies lives in you. The Lord's speaking to you through your spirit, many times in a still, small voice. But sometimes he's asking us things that we're uncomfortable with. Are you sure that's you, God? But we need to to tune in to God. We need to, you know, there's this example of a radio, you know, 
some of you guys, you know what I'm talking about, used to tune into the radio, right? And then you'd, you'd hear music or a story, and actually the dial would start to fade a little bit, and you got to tune it back in. And as we got into the digital age, it just locked in, and you guys don't even listen to the radio now. You're all Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. But, but you had to tune in, and that's what we need to do. We need to keep tuning in to God's frequency. And, and what kind of environment are we setting ourselves in to tune in? What are we feeding ourselves are we binge-watching Netflix? Are we, are we uh, listening to the news all the time? Are we listening? What kind of music are we listening to? Into? Look, that's not God's language. God's language is His Word. God's language is worship. God's language is all those things that helps us tune in to the mind of Christ. And some of you... Again, I just want to reassure you, you all can hear from the Lord, but some of you are sometimes wondering, well, how do I know if what I'm hearing is accurate? Or how do I know that's not my voice? Well, I can tell you that this is the perfect representation of the mind of Christ. It's, it's it. It's the perfect representation of the mind of Christ. Compare what you're hearing to the Word. It'll never contradict if it's in line. You know, if it's in line, then it's, it's probably from God. <clears throat> also, when you, put, when you have the mind of Christ, sometimes he just puts desires in your heart. All of you are gifted in things. You have desires to do things. Let me tell you, that wasn't an accident. I believe the Lord puts those things in you. And you recognize it and then says, now, now that I've given that to you, the Lord says, go use them for me. Another way to know is just to let the peace of God rule in your heart. Colossians 3.15. Do you have peace about it? I think we all have stories about things we have peace and don't have peace. Um, I've got examples of that, but for, for the sake of, sake of time, I'm not going to go there because it's kind of a long story. But there's times where I've listened to the Lord and He's totally saved me. And there's times I haven't listened to the Lord, even though I didn't have peace. And I, it goes through and I say, eww. You know, I probably shouldn't have done that because now it's a mess. But the word rule, let the peace of God rule in your life. That word rule is like the word umpire, right? You're out. You're safe. It's a decision. It's a decision point. Let the peace of God be an umpire in your life. Let it make a decision, help you make a decision of what you're going through. You know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Every, let me say this. Every born-again person has all the love, all the joy, all the peace you'll ever need. If you're living by the Spirit, you are accessing the ultimate love, the ultimate joy, the ultimate peace. So when we say, I don't feel love, that's a sign you're not walking in the Spirit. You might be living in the flesh because you have all the love you need in the Spirit. All the joy, depressed, anxiety, all that stuff, it's of the flesh. It's demonic. You have it all, spirit to spirit with the Lord. You have the mind of Christ. And then the last thing I want to say is um, on how we can hear from the Lord. Like, I would say on the daily, is we need to pray in the spirit constantly. Now, some, some people say pray in tongues. Some people shy away from that. But we need to be praying in the Spirit. 
In James 3, it says the wisdom that comes from heaven is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit. That's, that's the wisdom that comes from heaven. And then in 1 Corinthians 14, follow the way of love, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understand them, understands them. They utter the mysteries by the Spirit. You are speaking the hidden wisdom of God in a mystery when you speak in tongues, when you pray in the Spirit. When we, we are speaking the hidden wisdom of God. So your spirit has the mind of Christ. When you're praying in the Spirit, you're praying the mind of Christ from your spirit. Your born-again spirit already knows the answer. So now you just need an interpretation. So now when Paul talks about Praying in the Spirit, he, he talks about needing an interpretation. And there's a setting for church and how, how to operate within the church. But then he goes on to say, uh, outside of that, I speak in tongues or I pray in the Spirit more than you all. That's what he's saying. We need to do it constantly and ask for an interpretation. So when we do that and we say, okay, Lord, I have the mind of Christ. My Spirit's praying to your Spirit. I'm speak, praying in the Spirit. I'm, I'm praying the hidden wisdom of God. I need an interpretation. And immediately, you'll start to get reminders of visions that the Lord gave you. Maybe he'll give you a new vision. He'll give you a scripture verse. He'll put your, you on someone's heart to start praying for you. All these things start to happen, and then you start to receive from God in your understanding what was actually being prayed in the Spirit. Does that make sense? When you're trying to hear the voice of God, the most important thing you can do is pray in the Spirit. Now, what am I supposed to do? What are your plans for me? Um, you know, help me pray for somebody, blah, blah, blah. Pray in the Spirit. Let the Lord, and then ask for interpretation. If you have a big decision coming up, Maybe you're buying a house, a car, um, other things. Maybe they aren't, they're not financial. Maybe there's big decisions. You should be stopping and praying, praying in the Spirit and asking God to guide you, give you an interpretation. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. And then it comes down to obedience. So you hear the voice of God like Ananias, and it comes down to obedience. Did Ananias know? Did he know? I don't think so. I don't think he really understood what his obedience was going to spark. But he was obedient. And some of you are hearing things, you're like, wow, is that from you, Lord? Because that's kind of weird. How many people know that the wisdom of the world is not the wisdom of the of kingdom, right? So there might be things that God's telling you that might seem strange in the natural, but he's telling you to do it. We need to be obedient. And some of you are thinking, well, what if I'm wrong? So what? So you're wrong. The Lord, the Lord will be more pleased with your obedience and he will cover you in a, in a potential mistake just because you missed it. So what? You missed it. We move on and you learn to grow in hearing the voice of God. And you keep stepping out in faith. He wants your obedience more than anything. So step out. He, you know, no, he's not going to condemn you. Just step out in obedience. Believing that you've heard from God. You can be Ananias. You can hear from God. You can show the graciousness of God 
to the world. But we need to be in tune. We need to understand how we hear from God. We hear from God spirit to spirit. We can hear from the external, but that should be rare. We, what's not rare is us hearing from God, right? Let's, uh, let's stand. If you can, just, just think, maybe bow your, bow your head, just think through, Lord, I, I know there's things that you're speaking to me or, or you have spoken to me. And I think it's just a matter of, <clears throat> let's just commit ourselves to pressing in into hearing from God, spirit to spirit. Let's commit ourselves to praying in the spirit. Let's commit ourselves to being obedient, to step out in faith and obedience, despite how strange it may sound, despite how much it may cost us, knowing that whether it does or not, our obedience could actually help advance the kingdom in a phenomenal way. And whether it does or, does, does or doesn't, God can entrust you with his word. God can entrust you with direction because he knows you'll be obedient. So, Lord, thank you um, for what, you're, what you've shown us. Lord, I want to thank you that you speak to us. You speak to us all the time. There, I just thank you for that reminder, and I thank you that um, there's people here that you're just renewing that in. There's people here that you're confirming words that they were questioning, but now they realize, oh, no, that was from you. That was from you, and I'm going to go do it. Here's the way. Walk in it. Thank you, Lord, for showing us the way, for directing our lives, for communicating with us. You're not a God that we have to go to a priest or, or some intermediary thing to, to access you. you, you you're you right here with us. We stand on your word that you are with us, that you walk beside us, that you lead us by our right hand, and that we speak to you spirit to spirit. And we thank you for that. And we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name.